0: Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049
1: Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy?
2: Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here with you. Before we get into tonight's episode, you may notice we added a little audio clip to the beginning of our intro, which ironically comes from an episode we didn't even really want to review that much, which was Felix's grandpa, but there was a great clip with Oscar Murray discussing 1049 Park Avenue, so we put that in there. And also before we go, I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast, um, now, a few months ago, they had a full episode about The Odd Couple, which we mentioned way back. This is not from that, ironically. Garrett hasn't heard this yet, but this is a clip of Peter Marshall. Garrett, do you remember who Peter Marshall is? Uh, is he another relative of Gary Marshall? He is not. Peter Marshall oh. is, uh, was the host of Hollywood Squares in the 70s. Oh. Uh, do you remember Hollywood Squares? With Paul? I Lynch? do remember Hollywood Squares. uh, he but was the host. the host. There's John Davidson was the host also after that, which maybe is a version you remember. But Peter Marshall was the host of the Hollywood Squares. Also, he's been in the business, he, he talks about this. I think he's in this episode, he's 90 and he's been oh. in the business for 75 years. So here's a clip that came up in, uh, if you don't know, uh, some of you may think of Gilbert Godfrey as that you know, lunatic comedian who says really nasty stuff at times with a knowing voice. But he actually is a real, his, a real historian of classic Hollywood and knows a lot with his co-host about vintage Hollywood and anything from 80s backwards up to back to the 30s. And so this came up in, um, in their interview with Peter Marshall. And you were talking about Tony Randall? Tony
3: Randall. You know what his real name was? Wow. Leonard Rosenberg. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's a, but there's a piece in your book about he, uh, him not being terribly cooperative on the squares. And you, you called him out on the air? I did. And he was very upset. And he said, you know, that was very unprofessional. And I said to him, I said, you know something, Tony? You're a pain in the ass, but you're dead right. That wasn't professional. And he was right. I should never have done it on the show. But he kept interrupting. It kept going. And I finally said, I said, Tony, if I got you're a pain in the butt. And he was very taken back. But he came back. He kept doing the show. He was, and I liked him so much, you know. But uh, he could be a pain, yeah. He, he, <laughs> uh, but he, you know, he, he was very good to Klugman. I don't think Klugman had a piece of uh, odd couple. And when the show was over, I know that Tony gave him a piece and uh, and Klugman didn't have to work for the rest of his life, I think. He did, but he didn't have to. That's so nice. Tony
2: Randall helped support Klugman.
3: Yeah, he, he wow. was very nice to Klugman, yeah, because it was his deal.
4: Have
2: you ever heard that before? That story? Uh, the with the Hollywood Square story? No, no not the Hollywood <laughs> Square story. That's interesting itself. Yes. But, no, the part that Tony Randall gave Jack Klugman a piece. Yeah,
4: of- uh, no, not in... I don't, yeah, Klugman, I read Klugman's book and I I would think that's something he might've mentioned, but it's not totally, well, it could make sense in that Randall was the bigger star uh, when the show began and saw himself as the bigger star, and probably negotiated a higher salary to start with. But as far as having a piece of the show, my impression is that Klugman, I I just don't know. The only thing I do recall though, from what Gary Marshall said too, was that, klugman capitalized with quint was wanted to leave the show before tony did because of quincy klugman was already lining up quincy by the season five of odd couple and wanted to move on to his own uh series and that was a factor in the the ending of the show of the series
2: um now this doesn't mean peter marshall's right by the way (laughs)
4: yeah i'd be curious what his source. i mean Tony Randall supported Klugman in many ways toward later
2: on, when, right, with his surgeries, and right,
4: TV and all surgery. that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it wouldn't totally surprise me uh, because of the the difference in status they started out with in the show in the series. Yeah, but I would imagine by the second or third season, Klugman could have gotten a, a few points. You know, uh,
2: maybe I don't. They know. had the same agent, Abby Greshler. Uh I thought it was interesting. Even the, I, when I heard it, I wasn't sure it was true, but I thought it was interesting that it was discussed. Did you also know that I'm surprised we haven't
4: talked about the uh, the, the the series' uh, history with Emmys? But you
2: know, Clugman won more Emmys than Randall. I didn't remember that for series. for this show. For but, this, uh, but, well, I think there's a gag reel. Yeah, there's a gag reel clip you can find mm. it on YouTube where. Tony Randall, I think, refers to that. He <laughs> says, like, Emmy, like, Jack Klugman's screwing up, and he says, here's your Emmy winner. I mm-hmm. think that happens. I think I saw that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never watched that. I have to watch that. I don't know why I've resisted yeah, watching it. Yeah, if you Google. I know. I've, I see it yeah, come up yeah, all the yeah. time. All right. So today we're going to talk about Oscars promotion, season two, episode 22. Uh, this is the second to last episode of the season. It's available on CBS All Access. And, Garrett, you want to tell us about the right. Yes,
4: Uh, well, first, the air date was February 25th, 1972. Writing credit goes to a Martin Cohen or Cohan, who we saw before. He wrote one other episode of The Odd Couple and it was this same season. It was the, uh, I just had it here, the uh, Leave the Greyhound to Us, the golden earrings racing dog episode. Uh, And those are his only two odd couples. But aside from that, as I may have recounted last time, he wrote on almost every big series of the 70s and a few of the 80s. But actually what I didn't realize then is he went on to executive produce shows like Who's the Boss? Uh, Different Strokes, at least in its last few seasons after writing, uh, after being one of the head writers on that. And uh, so interesting career he had.
2: So uh, we open with Felix setting the dining room table and Oscar walks in and Felix tells him he's late and Oscar says he's sorry, but he's also singing, kind of not singing real words, but saying stuff like da-dee, da-doo. And then Felix says, dinner's ready, go wash your hands and face, as if he's talking to a child. And Oscar goes to do this in the kitchen while he's still singing. And he also goes to get a beer and Felix has noticed that Oscar's in a good mood and says, you're singing, you're being commentating. What's wrong? You're smiling. Oscar says, there are smiley days and there are frowny days. And this happens to be a smiley day And while he pinches Felix's cheeks and he throws a kitchen towel that he used to clean his hands with up in the air, which Felix catches. And Felix asks, why is this a smiley day? And Oscar says he got the opportunity of a lifetime. Felix says, somebody made you commissioner of garbage which he cracks up at and we get the old classic Felix Unger, you know me and my crazy sense of humor, but then he adds, I'm a clown to that. Oscar says, well, just so happens, flopsy mopsy, which, you know, refers back to the surprise, surprise episode, but that was not written by Martin Cohan. So I don't know if that's a, you think that's a coincidence? Uh, I did notice that. And, uh, it seems,
4: my best guess is that it's an ad lib, right? It's like they both just recently did that episode and, or somewhat recently. And so once they talk about clowns, probably yeah. Klugman
2: just remembered that funny phrase, Flopsy Mopsy. So Oscar says that the sports department of my newspaper is putting out a Sunday supplement this weekend and guess who's the editor? Now, my reaction to this is yay good for Oscar, but what newspaper decides to do a supplement the same weekend and just announces that editor a few days before.
4: Don't I you don't need... really know how, the, how newspapers I work.
2: I worked uh, at the Washington but... Post one summer. I do not think, especially with the technology available in 1972, that you could arrange a supplement which needs new content and photographs as we find out mm-hmm. and have, in, 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 let's say it's Monday and it's going out Sunday. I do not believe that newspapers plan six days ahead for supplements. I believe they plan them months and ahead. So things kind of happen a little, yeah, a little too fast here. All they had to do was just say, they didn't have to say this weekend. That was an unnecessary piece of information. So
4: just to clarify for anyone who uh, was born after newspapers uh, started dying, that uh, who probably are not listening to this podcast, but um, a, in this case, a supplement would mean like a special sports section, like a Sunday sports yes. insert yeah. that would just be like a little magazine all about sports and Oscar is editing
2: I don't know if it necessarily means magazine or not. It could be. It may just mean a section. Right. Although most Sunday, most newspapers already have a Sunday sports section. So, yeah. I'm not sure what the difference is. Anyway, I just thought that the weekend, this weekend was not necessarily, not necessary to say. So, Felix gets very excited about this news and he says, What an honor, your own supplement. And Oscar says, If it's good, it might become a weekly thing. Now, Felix is even more excited. He's jumping up and down and he's saying, your words by, read by millions of people, now you know how Shakespeare felt. And Oscar says, why? Did he live with a nut too? Which is a very funny why. However, Oscar is already a syndicated sports columnist. So his words are already read by millions of people. And in fact, I would argue in a supplement, his words are probably not in the supplement that much because it has to be filled up by other people. And so his words are part of the supplement. So Felix saying that, Makes no sense to me because that's what Oscar's already living.
4: Yeah, I agree, and it does remind me also how how odd it is that the title of this episode is Oscar's promotion. Right. Which is what in it, which is why I never under just looking at the titles when we were going through list, I never knew which one this was. They should just call it the Jack Sue episode, obviously, um, or the Chinese wrestler. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but um, it is kind of central to as we see in the end that is a big structuring element in the plot is that he has this career opportunity which as you say is not really about him getting read
2: more but really getting more money and i think oscar is more direct about that and being an editor is a big deal i agree but but felix's point what felix is excited about is is the wrong thing to be excited about yes Correct. Um, So they sit down at the table and Felix asks, what is his first story going to be? Oscar says it's about this red Chinese wrestling champ. I guess in 1972, that was common to say red Chinese. Coming here to meet our champ in an exhibition. So it's not only sports, it's international diplomacy too. It's a very big thing. Felix is again excited and he goes to get Oscar a glass of beer because he shouldn't be drinking beer. He should be drinking champagne. Glass is actually a mug, which is an important point for the prop because it needs to be wide enough for the visual gag that comes up where Felix gives him the mug, supposedly for Oscar to pour his beer into, but he just takes the can and puts it directly in the mug and then drinks the can while lifting the mug up. It's a funny gag. It's a funny sight gag. They, they, they can, For five years, they do find very clever ways, especially with food, for Oscar to mock Felix. Like they always find a way to make it fresh, I think. Yeah. Felix always offers him something nice and Oscar Oscar. just completely ruins it. Yeah. So Felix asks if they're going to be pictures. Oscar says, of course they're going to be pictures. Pictures are a very big thing. I need a great photographer. Felix says, yeah. So, and he moves his eyebrows up and down. Oscar says, you're a photographer. I need your opinion. I was thinking (laughs) of Fuzzy Allen. (laughs) Felix makes a face that is a bit of surprise and shock. Felix says, Buzzy Allen, for the opportunity of a lifetime, you want Buzzy Allen. Oscar says, I know they call him Buzzy Boozy, that he's a bit of a drinking problem, but I need a man with his talents, with his great judgment, someone who will be in the right place at the right time. Where am I going to find a great photographer like that? And Felix's expression is now is basically saying, really, are you serious? And he moves closer to his chair, right up to Oscar's face and smiles. <laughs> I used to always wonder if I was supposed to know who Buzzy Allen was like at the beginning of this show. I mean, I, we later figure out he's just a character, but they made it sound like I'm supposed to know who that is, which I guess is a good way of doing you it. You mean like from real life? Yes. I mean, as a kid, you thought maybe yeah. this is a real life photographer. Right, right, right
4: uh i don't know if i ever thought that but they certainly they've never used that character before and
2: he's just suddenly name dropping him as if right they don't say he doesn't and i like the fact they do this because so many sitcoms especially you know have to Mm. list stuff out for the audience oh this you know my sister-in-law barbara they have to do Uh, that so the fact that he doesn't say buzzy allen the famous photographer the fact that he just says buzzy allen i kind of like because that way we're supposed to believe in this world felix knows who that is right but i always wondered um
4: and he does build does build up a certain mystique about Buzzy Allen that will pay off
2: in a comical way later. So after Felix sidles up to him and smiles, we go to credits, and then after the credits, we're at a new scene. Oscar's watching a football game, and Felix comes sneaking in with a camera, and we get this clip.
0: They're putting pressure on him. They got him. No, he got away, and he lets it go. They're blind.
5: What happened? Like that. <laughs> I missed
0: it. What are you flashing that thing in my face well, for? I got a great shot of you in action. You'll love This <laughs> will so you cut it out? What are you taking pictures of me for in the middle of a game? And now here
5: it is on the instant replay. Leave me alone. I want to
0: see this play. It was a great one. And now in slow
5: motion and freeze frame, there you
1: see Gabriel fading back. He throws. I am blind you. What are you doing? You just a mistake. Just throw a mistake. I'm sorry. Anybody can make a mistake. Yeah, well, you know where you are. Come on. There's, There's the gun. Car. The Run. game is over. <laughs> you all saw that fence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are
0: you making my life miserable
1: with this camera? I just
0: want to show you. I'm the right man for your new job. Felix, will you cut it out? You're a great photographer for old ladies and little kids. You know nothing about action photography. It's quick, old... quick. What's that quick thing?
1: I just caught you in action, waving your arms around. Now, if I'd had my yes, cat... I don't want you for a photographer. I want Buzzy Allen. As soon as he calls, I'm gonna give him the job. Buzzy Allen will be the mistake of your lifetime! My Oscar, you think... I don't, I don't know what's required for the job, but I do! All it takes is a feeling for action. Why won't you look at these shots I took out of my files for you? You'll love them, I Please. have seen
0: your files. A portrait of your dentist, a picture of Murray walking his beat in a dress. A picture of your dentist trying to pick up Murray? (laughs) And an 8 by 10 of your new dentist? Please look at them. You only
1: know me as a commercial photographer.
0: Honestly, I've got a
1: lot more strings to my bow. Won't you look? Just look at this one.
0: What is this? It's like an old man chasing his hat.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It blew off on 6th Avenue. The wind took it, and he went after it. What's an old man chasing his hat got to do with sports? Well, use your imagination. That could be Mickey Mantle chasing a fumble.
5: <laughs>
0: Mickey Mantle chasing a fumble? Sure. Look at the expression on his face. I caught that in mid action. He couldn't have been going too fast. He looks like he's over 80 years old. It's
1: Peppy. Look at the way the sun glints on his white hair. Look at that eager, intent expression on his face. That's the perfect moment, I caught. Oh, Felix. Click, click. What's that again? Quick, quick. Oscar disgusted. Oh. Yeah, wait, let me show you another. Look well, at this instance, you got a picture of an idiot chasing his beanie? <laughs> I'm not doing this for you. I don't... What is this? <laughs> I wanted you to have the impact of surprise. That is a great sports shot. Sports shots? We little girls playing jacks?
5: <laughs> yes,
1: that's my daughter Edna and her two friends. Come, take a good look at this in the light? You see? I caught it in mid-action. The ball's in the air. Edna's just about to do foursies. <laughs> Look at the tension in those fingers. Look at the look on that face. That is a great sports shot. Yeah, for the centerfold of Jack and Jill
0: magazine.
1: Oh, come on. Felix, Oscar Mad. Oscar giving up. Oscar Mad again. But you cut it out. You're breaking my camera. (laughs)
0: Click, click, click. It's like living with a Japanese cricket.
1: Hello. What? I'm sorry, I can't understand you. What? Can you talk clearer? Morrison. No, there's... I think you mean Madison, don't you? Yes, just a moment. It's... It's for you. It's
0: Buzzy Allen. (laughs) Hello, Buzzy. You have to talk louder. The music's too loud. I can't hear you. You're where? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just stepped in for a little drink before the fight what fight the jackson barbera fight that was a week ago <laughs> what oh you want to know why i call i call because i just got a tip bet on jackson yeah can't lose right <laughs> fix him barbera knocked jackson out in the second round what are you doing fixing your camera
5: <laughs>
2: I like that scene a lot. I like click, click. I always remember click, click the way he does that. And what happens at there, that scene is when he says fix his cameras, Felix has his fingers together being click his camera. Oscar at one point (laughs) basically pulls his fingers apart to break the camera and then put them back together. Felix has been pantomiming the click, click camera. Um, Here we did get uh, actually what I just was complimenting them on. They did the opposite. Felix says my daughter, Edna which is unnecessary <laughs> to say that. Yeah, since we've seen her at, the, at least twice this yes. season. Uh, and then I also, I never looked this up before. I wanted to see if Jackson Barbera was a real fight. Uh-huh. And uh, in my Googling of Jackson Barbera, I, I could not find any indication that those are uh,
4: Did boxers, you try
2: Googling so. Jackson Barbera boxing? Uh, I don't actually know that I put the word boxing in. No. Did you come up with a lot of Hanna Barbera? Uh, I know I came up with stuff that was not relevant to boxing, so it made me believe there was no Jackson. I put Jackson Barbera 1972 in or one, I think, but it's well, it's a challenge to to, the audience. Um, but that's uh, I enjoy that scene. Uh, that's one of the reasons I do like this episode is that scene. So now we, yes. Oh, so now we go to a scene with an establishing shot of a castle-like building on Thirty Fourth and Park. That's pretty obvious. I don't think that building is there anymore. I did a lot of Google image, search, Google Map searching. How
4: did you know it's Thirty Fourth and Park? There's a there's street signs. You can see the street signs. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. right now on Thirty Fourth, you know it's on Thirty. Oh, yes, because there is a very modern big yes building on that corner where the subway station is. Um, <laughs> That has a lot of media offices in it i bet
2: that was built after So i think that yeah. building is gone it looks like there's a for those who know the park avenue armory it looks a little bit like that but it's not the park avenue armory uh so this is where the press has congregated to to meet the fighters we're in kind of a i don't know a gym comp, gym area yeah locker room uh, Oscar and Felix walk in And Oscar says to Felix Now remember everything I told you Felix says I'm ready for anything Oscar says yeah I'm sure if an old man's hat blows off I'll get it <laughs> Now it's just a way in You are to be invisible Get the shot, get out of the way Felix says don't worry about anything I'm a pro baby So <laughs> first in walks the USS, US wrestler Jerry Burns who has a big 70s Afro He's, a, he's not an African American White man Afro Yes, With Perhaps the- even a Jufro We don't know with him is an African American man who is the EMS worker from the last episode, <laughs> and the you're sure of this. Okay. I'm sure of this, and the hospital worker from mm-hmm. the, uh, the um, first baby episode. He's a very he has a very distinct look. He's very tall, very thin. Yes, it's mm-hmm. him. Uh, you accuse me of being racist. That I think. Uh, I no. I'm like just saying. No. I'm just checking.
4: You know.
2: Uh, but he's not credited, so it. Mm. I, I mean, there's no way to prove it. So but...
4: he's like a, another Eddie Garry. He's he like is Eddie they. Guy. They have yes. a, a stable of extras that they're yes, just reusing all the time. They do. Is that common in in the way sitcoms are filmed? From what you know, like they're is just common in what on in sitcoms. Like you know, is like no. is it are these like studio players that are just under wow. contract or
2: I can't think you or know, just
4: friends or people in the crew. It could be people in the crew.
2: I mean, I think Seinfeld had a few of those right. folks, but I can't think of a lot of sitcoms where there's all so right. many actors. And Eddie Garrett was a real actor, not a... Yes, that's right. He was on, yeah. Uh, so it, this could be a crew person. I'm not sure. Like right? They just need an extra hand and it's easier than hiring. He doesn't have many lines, yeah. Right. So then walks in two Asian men, one very tall and one very short. And Felix says, are these guys the Oriental team? 1972, I guess we're still saying Oriental. <laughs> Oscar says no, they're the Harlem Globetrotters. So the shorter-ager man, Asian man, is named Chuck, and he's played by Jack Su. Now, I just want to get this out of the way. Jack Su was 55 at the time. Of- <laughs> <I> <laughs> and not it, in great shape. Not in great shape. I find <laughs> it very hard to believe that the best Chinese wrestler in the, of the country is 55. Is a
4: 55-schlubby-looking... Smoker, because he was uh, a smoker, smoker right show
2: and this, gary burns kid is like i don't know he must baby 25 or something yes. so <laughs> it is ridiculous to yes. see that i mean obviously the point was to get jack sue it's just so dumb. of all the episodes they could have
4: tailored yeah, yeah, to right. jack sue right they might um, maybe they just had this their a script lying around for another actor or something i don't know
2: so Jack Sue was born Goro Suzuki on a ship that was traveling from the U.S. to Japan. He was in an internment camp, I guess he came back to the U.S. during World War II. And then he became a nightclub comic uh, after the war and he changed his name to Jack Sue. In 1958, he was cast in the Broadway- It's interesting
4: hit- that he, right, he's, he's Japanese. And yeah. I'd, forgot, I'd forgotten that on, well, as you'll say on Barney Miller, that that's clearer but here he's playing a Chinese character and changing his Jack Sue is Sue is a more Chinese sounding surname than his, uh, his birth name. Right. So I wonder if he, cause it was shortly after the war, whether he was trying to cover up his Japanese heritage at
2: that point. So he was cast in flower drum song on Broadway and in the movie, which gave him notability. And then he was in various TV shows and movies in the sixties and seventies, such as green berets, Hawaii five Oh, and Ironside. But his most famous role came later in his life when he was cast on Barney Miller's Detective Nick Yamana. That show was created by Danny Arnold who was a friend of his growing up, not growing up, friend of his during his nightclub days. They met there and became friendly. Um, but he died four years into the show. He died during the run of Barney Miller. He was a fairly big smoker and he had cancer. Um, and uh, you know, there's, a, there's an episode of Barney Miller that deals with his death.
4: I hadn't, you know, I was surprised when you told me that before and, and cause I hadn't remembered him dying <laughs> on the show, um, but, but that's, so that's very moving that he, that probably was his greatest role and certainly his most popular role. And uh, so sad that he didn't make it through the seat c- the series,
2: but is that who Steve Landsberg comes on to replace in Barney Miller? No, actually, they did not. Um, Jack's, they had a pretty good stable of cast members already, and uh, they never really brought in somebody to replace Jack Sue. I think they just made more episode, you know, made the other characters more front and center. They never really made, we have to bring in a new I see. person. Well,
4: yeah, I, I cyber.
2: My memory of that
4: show is, I thought was good, but maybe not as good as I thought. Uh, you know what else about Jack Su is, uh, isn't it interesting? In the same season, right here of season two of The Odd Couple, we had both Pat Morita and Jack Sue. Yeah, uh, true. Probably two of the most prominent Japanese-American, even Asian-American Asian, but, yeah. actors in television at that time. And both having such an interesting, uh, not ex- same, but parallel uh, life story of growing up Japanese-American in the internment camps, going on to do stand-up. Um, it's very interesting that they both, they were both well-liked, clearly by Gary Marshall or the, the higher ups at uh, ABC.
2: Uh, So Oscar's called over to the press conference where he introduces a man named Nathaniel Talbot, who they never explain why they're introducing him. Uh, He seems to be some sort of fight promoter, but Oscar's like supposed to shake hands with the guy. And it's a big deal enough to get pictures. Now he's played by Peter Hobbs, who's a very recognizable character. Yes, indeed recognizable. 140, 54 credits. And he's in four odd couple episodes in addition to this, and people may recognize his name and his voice, yeah. he, was, he was, the to me, he's the most famous as Simpson, who's the councilman that Oscar runs against. Oh, right. In The Odd Candidate. He's also the lawyer who comes in in the Rodney Allen Rippey episode and hoists, when there's a rent strike with Victor Buono. And they try Boy, to- Boy, fix- that, that, you know, that episode is deep in my
4: unconscious. I, I forgot about that one. Yeah. So
2: he's the lawyer who comes in with Rodney Allen Rippey uh so but this is like his probably you know maybe his least memorable role can i just
4: say what i instantly recognize him from is just one of his thousands of roles apparently he has a key role in the in the climactic scene in sleeper oh which is 73 74 uh and he's he he as always he is this kind of great straight man he's always like the generic authority figure doctor politician and uh, and actually, his role in this episode, uh, as you say, it's k- kind of like cryptic about why what's so important about this guy because he barely has any lines at all. He's they must even, maybe they cut s- uh, some of his stuff because he he's not a famous actor, but he certainly was a prominent and recognizable. Plus, actor. they named the character, which, and they give uh, him a big name in the credits, yeah, right? I, yeah. And so I wonder whether his part was reduced because he is so recognizable. And did you notice he his career <laughs> starts like. In the beginning of television, he's like yeah. has credits in the late 40s, and he's in every possible series you could think of, you know, between 1948 and 1990.
2: Yes, definitely a very steady, although bit player. Um, so, Felix is taking a picture of Oscar with Talbot, but he's not being invisible. He asks Oscar and Talbot to shake hands, then he then he asks them to back up, then he asks everyone else to get into the into the picture, get in tighter. He says to Chuck's bodyguard, I don't know if you caught this, fat guy, fat man, squeeze in, because Chuck has this very (laughs) large bodyguard type there. (laughs) Felix then gets the picture, and Oscar starts to introduce the two opponents, and Felix yells out, reloading, uh, to which Oscar says there are going to be three opponents, because he's mad at, Uh at Oscar, at Felix. So then... Uh, Oscar introduces Jerry Burns who's the owner of three titles we find out and Jerry Burns puts his hands up and everyone starts to clap but Felix is changing roles and he did not get any pictures of this Oscar says where's Mr. So cool?" he didn't take any pictures he then int- and then he introduces quote from the People's Republic of China Mr. Chuck Mai Chin who then bows to applause and again Felix did not get pictures of this at all and Oscar says Felix and Felix says did I miss anything and Oscar says not so this is one of those rare instances where Felix is being an actually bad photographer. Bad photographer. That is not true in most yes. of the episodes. But to be fair, he uh,
4: uh, part of the premise here is that he, sports is not really yes. his element. Right, right, Although right. this isn't actually a sporting event, but he also, That's... but it's true he does posed. For, he doesn't do candid photography. He does posed photography in the studio. It also didn't look like he took enough pictures to force a reload either. Yeah. It's not, basically, it, it, Oscar was kind of right to be uh, suspicious. Do you say his name, Jack Sue's character's name in this is actually Chuck My Chin? Yes, you're saying
2: it in a way that makes <laughs> it sound bad. Oscar says Chuck My Chin, but you're right. I I guess it sounds that way. I, I he's, a wrestler, you know, he's a wrestler.
4: He's a wrestler. He's a fighter. Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: so there's, so let's do a quick political check in here. So okay. when this episode aired, actually when this was aired, Nixon was in the middle of his eight day historic trip to China to open up wow. improved relations between the countries. In April of 71, which is clearly the inspiration for this episode, the Chinese ping pong team famously invited right. the US team to China right. with journalists. And they were then the first Americans to enter China since 1949. <laughs> Or, you know, among the first and certainly first public um, visit to China since 1949. And then in July of 71, Kissinger made a secret uh, trip to China. And then the UN recognized China for the first time as a people's republic. It's cl- obviously, this is what inspired this. So, this was a, so the reason this is happening is because of what's going on.
4: I in- was wondering about that, especially if there was a real life correlation to the wrestling thing. But you're yes. right. It's probably, I, rem- I, I know about the ping pong thing. That's a famous hmm. thing. So Oscar
2: says to Chuck, "I take it you speak English." And Chuck says, in a fairly overwrought Chinese accent, "I think so." And then Oscar says, "We also have with us another person from the Orient, the runner-up of the Miss, the runner-up in the Miss Globe contest. She brings peaceful greetings to Mr. Chin, Miss Lotus Lee, Miss Hong Kong." I always found that introduction so overdone he says he says her name he yeah. says that she is the runner-up and then says her name and then says miss hong kong right and
4: wait if she's the runner-up how can she be miss oh she was runner up for miss globe which yes. i guess is miss, miss universe right or, miss
2: universe yes or
4: what was yeah, yeah. and uh, her name is lotus lee really yeah.
2: wow well, okay who knows if that's even her real name in the, you know within the world yeah. of the show so in comes in a very attractive woman in a formal orange Asian-style dress with a wreath that's in the sign of a peace, or it's shaped in a peace sign. Oscar, now then Oscar pulls like, there's a the, all the press are there and the other people watching, and he pulls the heavy guy, and the guy, Felix, says is the fat guy. He pulls him next to him and says, she's Miss Runner-Up. The judges must have been blindfolded. And the guy does not understand this joke, and Oscar keeps trying to like, explain why it's funny, then he pushes him back. And in the, in the closed captioning, it says, why don't you step back there, son? Now, I don't know if he's really saying son, but I did watch his mouth while I read that, and it does look like he's saying it, which is a weird, it kind of completely changes my, 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 um, my sense of what that joke is by calling that big guy son. So uh, Lotus Lee is played by Virginia Ann Lee, who made many uh, appearances on TVs, kind of playing the same Asian type you know, Brit, uh, uh, pretty person uh, in shows like, in movies like King and I, Flower Drum Song, The Hawaiians, Adam 12, Marcus Welby and M.A.S.H. So she starts talking to Chuck in Chinese, but he doesn't understand her because her dialect is from the South. At this point, Felix steps in and he somehow does understand her. <laughs> because he
4: thinking. does, he knows every language, right. apparently. Right? He did Japanese
2: in the Japanese restaurant episode. And he starts to speak Chinese and he says that she is welcoming Mr. Chin to the country and wishes him beneficence. Mm-hmm. And then we get a new scene and the fighters are weighing in. Chuck is 174.5. And then before Jerry Burns can get uh, on the scale to weigh in, Felix gets on the scale, all smiling, and Oscar stands next to him, smiling too, and asks Felix how much the, he weighs. And Felix says, 163. And Oscar says, putting on a little weight. And Felix says, well, the camera adds, and then Oscar yells at him to get off the scale. And I, I really like the way Oscar kind of like, engages with him, like this is normal behavior at first, and then yells at him, obviously doing that on purpose. And then Jerry weighs in. He's 162 and a half pounds. And Felix is now taking a lot of pictures of the weigh-in. And Oscar thinks he's taking too many pictures. Uh, And then we get this clip.
0: I'm a pro. You're a pro interpreter. I want you to be a pro photographer.
1: Excuse me, Justin. Watch my stuff, will you? Oh, say, uh, excuse me. uh, Could I ask you a question? Yes, you ask. I answer. Uh, When you make Chao do you use carrots and peas?
5: <laughs> oh, no,
1: chow-yuk. Oh, yes, yes. I've been making it for years, but I wanted to make sure I was authentic. Not have good chow-yuk since to Rokas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would you like to come up for some chow, Chuck? <laughs> Maybe would you like to come up for some chow-yuk, Chuck? Why don't you just come up, Chuck? <laughs>
5: would you like to come over for dinner?
1: Uh, sorry. manager, say
6: no chow-yuk. While training, uh, must stay trim. Yes, under two hundred pound. Uh-huh. But you, very kind man, to invite stranger. Stranger, we're all brothers. I know, you people are all look alike
5: <laughs> <laughs> Felix, somewhere.
6: you photographer. Yeah. I call you Crick.
1: <laughs> very good. Oh, very good. Another one. Oh, very good, very good. How about the Roman style? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh.
5: <laughs> very good. Very good. How about an arm lock? Arm lock. What? What's the matter? Oh, what's the matter?
6: Oh, no. Nothing. Just the old tricky shoulder again.
1: You mean nothing?
6: Hurry, oh, this man is in
1: pain. Oh. Excuse me. Could I you mind? Where's the pain? Ooh. Right here in the shoulder, huh? Uh, yeah. uh, you, doctor? No. I thought you quick crick,
5: crick. <laughs>
1: It's localized there. No, no, no. I had the same thing when I was in college, right down through there. I had to give up lacrosse. Uh, my doctors say it's bursitis.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: bursitis, the old catch all. Yeah, no. You see, you've got this nerve coming right down through right there. You've this sublactation right here in the yes, back of yes. the neck. Yeah. Oh, you know everything. Hold still now. Wait a second. <laughs> Uh, how's that uh, yeah. How was that? Yeah,
6: more, much yeah, much better. Much better. bang on, bang on. I'll tell you one thing.
1: You shouldn't wrestle anymore. Not to wrestle? Not with that arm. You should never wrestle again.
6: But I must wrestle. People, others depend
1: on me. Others depend on you? Do others care if you're injured for life? I don't call that humane. That's exploitation. This man should never wrestle again. I shouldn't wrestle? Absolutely not. You speak Chinese, you cook chow yuk,
6: you fix my shoulder, you have very nice eyes, even though round.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I trust you. Everybody come in here! Everybody come in! I have a big thing to say!
1: Take take pictures, big pictures. Wait till you hear
6: what he has to say. I'm not the in the United States! I have been told never ever to wrestle again by my brother Felix Hunger.
2: I like how the end of that scene, Oscar smiling like he doesn't yet realize what's happened Um, so by the way, so chow yuck is sautéed vegetables with a choice of meat so shrimp chow yuck means shrimp sautéed with fresh vegetables it's not Mm -hmm. A particularly fancy food.
4: And not something I'm used to seeing on Chinese American Chinese restaurant menus these days. No. But it's like one of those early like you know uh like like when everything was uh, lo mein, you know.
2: Uh yeah, according to this article I found here, um it's uh it was kind of like a chow mein that was uh right. maybe more back in the 60s. Also because of this episode whenever I hear someone has Bursitis I always <laughs> think, oh, that's just a catch-all. You don't really have to say because I've heard that so many times. Um, the, in the next scene, Felix is using a carpet cleaner or back in the living room, uh, but Oscar steps on the carpet cleaner because he's mad. Felix says he's not going to talk about it. Oscar says he has to because it's on the headline of the newspaper. Red Chinese wrestler bows out. By the way, wouldn't this make Felix also really famous? There's, by the way, there's a lot of episodes of this show where one of them is very famous for something, and then we never hear that again, like David Steinberg, right? But Felix would be, you know, caught up in international incidents here. I mean, he's caught up in this, and like his name must be. He says his name. Yeah, he yeah. says, right? Uh, my brother Felix Hunger. So you yeah. think? Yeah. Um, so So uh, Felix asks uh, what he wants to do about it. And Oscar says he wants him to get Chuck to bow in again. Felix says he's a grown man, uh, Chuck is. Oscar says he's an overgrown man. He's like a kid with you. He trusts you. There's a big responsibility. Felix says, I told him the truth. Oscar says, show me the shingle that says Felix Unger, MD. Felix says he just happens to be very familiar with his condition. Oscar says, are you splitting things with Marcus Welby now? And at the time, Marcus Marcus Welby was the number three show on uh, was in its third season. It was a number three show on TV. And for those of you who don't know, it was a very popular medical show with Robert Young uh, in the sixties and seventies.
4: No relation to Miriam Welby. No, that's correct. Except um, that except for being she was fictional. on a show with Robert Young. And being fictional. Oh, that's
2: right. That's interesting. That was the
4: that was the whole thing behind giving her that last name. Oh, it was. Was that in one
2: of the books? I didn't remember
4: that. Uh, yes, and a and a listener pointed that
2: out to us too. Oh, I completely forgot that. Uh, Felix says he has the same thing himself in school, and to this day, he can't shake down a thermometer with his right hand. He has to use his left hand. Now, I think there's an episode of the show where he does shake down a thermometer. I feel Mm, like we're gonna have to check that out. We're gonna have to check that. Now, maybe in season one, I guess, but uh, I wonder if they uh, are, you know, that they stay with this. Which I, if they do, I'm gonna call that a coincidence, or if it's a true life Tony Randall thing. True, true. Oscar says, let's assume that, let's assume ridiculous, that your diagnosis is correct. He wants Felix to reverse himself and tell the man it's okay to wrestle. Felix says, you mean tell a lie? Oscar says, yeah, take your tongue and tell a lie. Felix says he wouldn't do such a thing. Oscar says the president called his boss today and yelled at him pretty good. Felix asks, what did he say? Oscar says, he said, tell Felix to take his tongue and tell a lie. <laughs> Now, so you're, you, you've convinced me through your
4: con- setting the scene that they are clearly meaning Nixon. Yes. Although Nixon's in China. Well, they don't know that. But yes. Yes. Well, as opposed to who? Well, as opposed to like we're in some fictional no, no, uh, no. Pluton- I... you know, parallel universe. But no. they're, the, everyone knows that at that moment, the president is someone very involved with China. Yes, right. Like, so it's, it's a very specific reference here. Yeah.
2: Felix says he does not believe him. Oscar says, forget the president, forget the State Department, forget peace in our time. The truth is my job is on the line. Felix asks why. Oscar says he hired Felix, so he's responsible. If Chuck doesn't wrestle, Oscar's out. Felix is now starting to feel bad, and he says, reluctantly, he will do it. Oscar says, no, not under these conditions, and he goes into a speech about how Oscar can always find another job, but at the same time, he's putting on Felix's glasses. He hands him the phone and gives him Chuck's phone number. Felix says, uh, the sports world is a jungle. And now the doorbell rings. Hey, and by I, the
4: way, before we get to the doorbell, yeah, Felix and glasses, when I saw the glasses come out, I, I just had to think, yeah. where, have we seen him wear reading no, glasses before? I thought about that too, you're right. Um, I get I, the feeling sometimes it's a prop that they want to use, but it's not. What I, 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 that
2: it's not I what know it's that he hasn't had them. Yeah, it's not something I usually think that he needs glasses to read, so... And there's no need for it. I mean, it makes the joke, but they could have done yeah, a different. Yeah, it is good for the joke. Yeah. And you
4: know, another thing that I noticed in the scene, another pro, uh, p- object, uh, as I saw, I think I've seen it before, but Tony Randall or Felix is wearing a wedding ring. Oh, I've not. I'm not and, and at first I thought, uh, well, that would be interesting choice. And now I want to look for that. Like is Felix still wears wedding ring? Is he that devoted to Gloria? Uh, on the other hand, Tony Randall was married at the time, and it, it this sometimes happens that actors forget to take
2: off their own personal jewelry. So, uh, uh now I'm going to start looking for that in future. Yeah. So, now the do- the doorbell rings, and it's Chuck, and he says he needs a place to be alone. Now, I don't know how he figured out where they lived. I, I guess he could have looked it up in the phone book, but I, I don't know. It's a, I guess it's, I guess back in '72, it was. Easier to well, it wasn't easier to find them because in the internet, but I think everyone was just in the phone book, unless you specifically asked not to be. Uh, but Oscar asks if he wants them to leave. Uh, Chuck says no, he wants to talk and think. He says he took a walk in Central Park. You know, in Central Park, everybody wrestle, which is a crime, Oscar, Oscar tells Felix to tell Chuck the good news. Felix says, as impossible as it is to believe, he may have been wrong. He starts to feel Chuck's arm and is saying, "Hmm, hmm." And while he does it, Oscar says, "Don't hum him. Tell him." Duke says, "What he had was lacrosse shoulder, which only happens to people who play lacrosse or live live in Wisconsin, because <laughs> uh, there's a town called Lacrosse, Wisconsin. What you have here is Oriental bursitis." Mm. Chuck asks, "What does that mean?" And Oscar says, "It means you can wrestle." Chuck is very excited and hugs Felix enough to break glasses in his pocket. So another glasses joke. And then he leaves and Oscar has a big grin on his face and says, you're helping a friend. Don't you feel better? Felix starts to cry and Oscar says, I knew you would. So now we're at a new scene and Felix is sitting eating gelatin dessert, as he calls it. Oscar Which would asks, be jello. I guess it's a- jell Oscar asks, what flavor? And Felix says, none. I don't deserve it flavored. Oscar says, cut it out. He did the right thing. Felix says, when he dies, he wants his tongue buried separately. Oscar says he didn't actually lie. Felix says, if something happens to Chuck's shoulder, he's going to give him his. He says he will never leave him his side. Oscar says, no one deserves that. Oscar says, all athletes go through this. And Felix says, he cannot cover the match. He's going to read the Bible tonight. Oscar says, he wouldn't let him cover it. And the guards have little click clicks of him to prevent him from getting in. Instead, he hired Buzzy Allen, and Felix says he will say a prayer for him. So now we're in a new scene. Oscar brings in Buzzy Allen, who's very drunk. He smells something. Buzzy starts to smell around this room, and he smells something wonderful. And Oscar says that's rubbing alcohol. Buzzy says, let's go to the arena. I want a beer. Oscar says it's not that kind of wrestling. They don't sell beer here. Buzzy asks, "What kind of wrestling is it?" Oscar says, "It's a real thing. Amateurs." And Buzzy asks, "They don't even know who's going to win before? That's going to ruin the game." Now, I remember in the eighties. I love that that, that line. I remember in the eighties. It was. I remember being a kid and was like really upset to find out that professional mm. wrestling was staged. Yeah. And I always thought it was like never really confirmed until there was that famous incident with um, John, what's his name, on twenty twenty, who was. Uh, Kind of hit in the ear by the wrestler. Do you remember that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, there's a famous. <laughs> no. incident, I guess I missed this. John Stossel. Oh, the John, reporter. Right. Yeah, where John Stossel was interviewing a wrestler, Dave. I can't remember his name, and uh, he asked him about being fake, and the guy hit him twice, and I, John Stossel sued him and won. Anyway, uh, so it's interesting that '72 in they're talking about being fake, and
4: uh, and so this clarifies that right that this is more like the Olympics. Yes. What Chuck yeah. is doing, right? And um, it, what's funny here though, of course, is that Jack Sue, at uh, 55 years old and 170 something pounds, is much more <laughs> suited to being a joke pro wrestler,, yes. you yes. know, yes. Uh, in a fixed
2: match than right. actually competing with Olympic athletes.. <laughs> yes. Um, Buzzy is played by Bobby Baum, who has very limited a list of credits in IMDB. This is the second odd couple he was in a season one episode. So now Chuck comes in and we get this clip.
0: Where Felix? Oh, he couldn't come. This is his replacement, Buzzy Allen.
6: I don't like his eyes. I don't see his eyes. (laughs) You mean my friend Felix uh, couldn't come? Well, he wanted to come, but he couldn't before. Good luck, sport. Same to you. Jerry Merge, let's go.
1: We want to introduce you to the crowd. Chuck, it's me, Felix. How'd you get in here? Chuck, I lied to you. Don't you understand? Chuck, You're going to start World War Three. I can't help it. The truth will out. Your teeth will not have wait, you wait out of you. Wait me. a minute. I said
6: through this. I said through this. I tell you, Felix, I know from before that you not tell me the truth.
1: How do you know? My face gave me away, huh?
6: No, not your face. The last checkup, your finger's not sincere.
5: <laughs> do you
6: hate me? No. You ride to me because you want to save your friend from shame. That's true. He did do it for me, Chuck. Well, if you know I'm lying, then well, why do you want to go out there and wrestle? Well, Chuck also have friends in China who would lose face if Chuck not wrestle. Chuck also royal to friends. Chuck wrestle for friends. Mr. Gentleman, we're ready
1: for you now. When you fall, be sure to favor this shoulder. Okay, Buzzy. Let's go,
5: buddy.
1: Is this Buzzy Allen? Yeah. I never met him. I spoke to you on the phone, Mr. Allen. It was a great pleasure. He's shy. (laughs) May I borrow your camera? I knew you wouldn't let me down. I'll return it. Although I must say, as one photographer to another, that I do think it's a crime that a man with your
5: talent and response...
2: So, uh, next comes the tag. And we uh, have a car pull up to 1049 Park Avenue. And Felix comes into the apartment and Oscar is asleep with his feet on the sofa. And we're going to play another clip from there for the final moment of the show, final moments of the show. Take your feet off the sofa! Wait till you see the art I got. I've got my pictures. Really
1: great stuff. Oh, I want to see it. Got? I've got the best picture of the first Paul. Oh, oh but they really had the air? Yeah. Oh, I see that one.
0: Here,
1: we are. Look Ooh, at that. that look too. at that. Picture of me. Yeah. But look at the look in your eye. That tells the whole story. <laughs> and where are the wrestlers? They're in the ring. A hundred photographers got that shot. You don't want, yes, that. I do want no, that. No, see, no. I no gotta, wait a second. Gonna, let me show you the victory. Chuck's victory at the end. This is really oh, to yes, yes, Look it. Look at that. Look it's,
0: at that a beautiful picture of a bell. Yeah. <laughs> Look closely. What do you see? A fly on the right. bell. No, the fly
1: has just. Flown off the bell. You know why? Because the bell was just
0: rung. Wow. Look at the iridescence in those wings. That
5: tells the whole story. A moment of
0: triumph.
5: <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? It's beautiful, you,
0: These pictures are just too pretty to put in a sports section. I'm going to put them on a the front page, a picture of me, and a fly in <laughs> the Isn't that modern? And on the sports page, I'm going to put a one ad for a job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a joker. <laughs> Look who's here. Look who's here! Hey, it was me! Chuck! Come in, come in. Chuck, what a nice surprise. Hello?
6: Right. We go to China tomorrow. So we came up tonight to be with good friends. Oh, oh nice.
1: congratulations on your victory. What did you bring?
6: Food, food. Oh. Special food. Uh, food that Chinese
1: people like. Oh, <laughs> oh food that Chinese people like. Oh, how do you, do you like? Like? Let's really? see what you've got here. What did you bring us? Uh, you like uh, rocks?
6: Rocks. Rocks? Rocks. What kind of rocks? Rocks. Uh, Clemen
1: bagel.
5: Princess. Cheese
1: princess. Cheese princess. And river. (laughs) What's River.
5: (laughs) How come you brought this food?
6: I love Italian food.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's a bit of a racist joke but there's something again like they with the pat Morita, where there's something i don't know a little more innocent and funny about it and sweet with him there and and the way they handle it because it's a funny it is a good tag it's a good final
4: it is a well first of all just as a scene right it's much more substantive than the usual like one gag that
2: we get um uh, also but first of all, i i don't believe that the chinese government would allow him to roam new york so freely without any handlers yeah
4: given already what they are hinting at in the episode about the political tensions yeah. yes
2: um and of course i don't you know where do they get lox and bagels and what money do they did have? you notice
4: it's in a chinese food carton yes,
2: yes. yeah i did which is uh,
4: like the they're leading us
2: on to think it's right a so issue. somehow uh, yeah, it's all it's 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 obviously a gag but um it's uh, it's unrealistic but anyway uh, I, I like this episode it's not it's not full of classic the click click stuff is pretty uh, classic but you know as I was watching again for the podcast there wasn't places I laughed out loud a lot but yet I enjoy it Jack sue obviously makes it very entertaining um, I like Felix in Oscar's world and yet we see Felix at work and there's no it, it moves well, there's no like downtime really. So uh, I give it three out of five Murray's on this one.
4: Um, well, I'm kind of torn uh, there. You know, I I love Jack Sue from Varney Miller. That's where I remember him most. And, uh, but it is a shame that he, is, he he's so likable and so great, but he also is playing like a dumber version of himself. And also you know, put as you pointed out, he's talking in a fake Chinese which or generic watch. Asian yes. accent, which yeah. he didn't write, because if you right. remember from Barney Miller, he, he sounds like he's from the Bronx or something, yeah. you know. He's an American. And um, and that whole, so the whole running gag, it's like, it'd be nice if they didn't resort to the the cheap gag of the L's and the R's in Asian, you know, in, in, in that kind of accent, which you know, it's you can say it's not racist in itself, like not every making fun of an accent or a foreign accent is racist, but it just has a racist history that has been used to make, you know, Asian people sound unintelligent. And, um, and he kind of plays along with that. He's kind of slow-witted, you know, just a good man, an honest man, but, you know, I think Jack Sue could, deserves a better character than that. Aside from also being a ridiculous 55-year-old wrestler who wins, who who beats, who beats this like
2: amazing Olympic athlete. Yeah, we forgot to mention that part.
4: Uh, Um, So anyway, those are the negatives. Um, The positives actually turned out to be really just between Felix and Oscar. It's a great Felix and Oscar episode because of the tension between Oscar's job and Felix messing it up and trying to... Make Felix into a sports photographer when he's just too artsy. All he cares that he's like can't help being an artsy uh, aesthete, and so they he just can't you know do what Oscar needs like get a picture of the actual fighters. Um, so that's very funny, and it's also like dramatically. I think the whole thing about Oscar's promotion, which is the name of the episode, which we were in the beginning saying it's a little contrived. It is a necessary thing for the script because it really ups the stakes of why Oscar needs this to, ha- needs this to go well. Uh, and it really helps things along when he has to pressure Felix to change his mind in the middle. Um, and so I think dramatically that's very strong in the writing, as well as just the premise of, you know, this is an, an interesting uh phenomenon in friendships right when one friend gets a great job opportunity the other friends like well i'm your friend so can't you hire me to do this you know and like should friends work together kind of uh thing so i think that's an interesting dynamic in the episode too um i'd give it three also yeah uh i think definitely the highlight for me is just there's a maybe not a lot of belly laughs but just a lot of good chuckles about felix being so clueless in this role as a sports photographer
2: all right. So that's our coverage. Next week, we're going to cover Psychic Schmikek, which was an episode we had debated not covering in full, but uh, it, it's a it's, spoiler. It's a silly episode yes. unusually silly for this, but there's so much in it to discuss that we'll cover it and then we will be done with our first full wow. season. Wow. Uh, three more to go and then. It's somewhere in the again, as we've said many times. And then we'll figure out a who way knows? Day. Well, then we'll fit. We also have to figure out a way to somehow squeeze season one in, I guess, unless we decide to just completely abandon it. I think and, the fans will be disappointed in that. Uh, some will be. I'm not sure if everyone will be. And then I know, I know, Garrett, you've been lobbying me to t- do a Carolina the City podcast, it's your favorite show. I know, <laughs> but I'm not, we sure. must leapfrog to that <laughs> right away. I'm not sure I really want to do that. All right, well, uh, we will talk to you again next week. I'm going to go eat some chow yuck. Just don't upchuck, Ted.